Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Hey there, and welcome to my Saturday mini-sode. I know that weekends can often be quite difficult when you're single and you don't have kids. So I wanted to do a very short episode every Saturday morning, just so that you can listen to someone first thing on a Saturday who totally gets it, who totally has your back, and who knows that weekends can still be awesome, even more so, when you're on your own. I'm going to be talking about all sorts of things from my general wonderings to my words of wisdom about life. Take the word wisdom with a huge pinch of salt to stuff that I'm currently obsessed with, whether that be books or music or podcasts. Whatever it is, I really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to my Saturday mini-sode. So before I start this, I've actually I've actually talked way too much today because I've had um, I had two coaching client calls and an interview. So I feel like my voice is a bit like oh. So I can only apologise. But anyway, funny story. Johnny Depp, my cat. For those of you who are listening for the first time, has been acting weird the last few weeks in that he's been staring at certain parts of the floor in my flat. I have floorboards and he's just been sitting in various parts of my flat, just literally staring at the floor, seemingly at nothing. And I was beginning to get worried that he was having some kind of cat mental health episode until a few weeks ago, I heard kind of scratching from underneath the floorboards in my flat. But stupidly at that point, I I didn't put two and two together. And I just assumed that it was my downstairs neighbours doing something to their ceiling. In the meantime, Johnny has just been carrying on doing this weird thing, which had kind of gone up a level in that not only was he staring at various bits of the floor, he then started sort of leaping at the floor and kind of scratching at the floor. And I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with this cat? And then last week I was sat at my desk where I spent most of my life and he'd been sat on the floor again staring and suddenly he just leapt across the room and I heard this loud squeak. Basically, to put it in context, I live in a a really unusual building um, in terms of, well, in the context of London. It's a huge, huge house Um, on what used to be uh, an estate, like a posh estate. And there are 11 flats in this house, but it's very, very old. And one of my neighbours slash friends, Sue, she'd said to me and the rest of the people that live here that she'd heard scratching in the night. It sounded like it was coming from the sort of pipes. And nobody took her very seriously. Anyway, I arranged for the rat man, Mr. Ratman, Marius the Ratman, to come round and do like a survey of my flat. 
um, and a couple of my neighbours because it transpired that other people have been hearing this sort of scratching noises as well. And then yesterday morning, which was the day that Marius was due to come round, in the morning, Johnny was sitting behind the door, the front door to my flat, staring at the wall, as he has been for about the last month and a half. And I actually ended up getting down on the floor with him and being like, babe, are you okay? What are you looking at, darling? You know, just just trying to make him feel like he wasn't going bonkers. And as I was down there, not joking, what did I see? the end of a rat's tail poking through the floorboard and Johnny leapt at it and of course it disappeared. Anywho, so Marius the rat man comes around and he looked in the cupboard under my sink and he found rat droppings. Yep, not joking. He also removed like the sort of panels underneath the kitchen unit so you could see sort of into the cavity underneath my kitchen units and he found more droppings. And then in my next door neighbour, Annie, who lives like bang next door to me, and we, we like literally my wall backs onto her wall. He did the same thing in her flat and found the same thing. Anyway, so Annie and I were like completely traumatised because not only were there now rats under the floorboards, both of us knew that they'd actually effectively been into our flats in inside the cupboards. Anyway, so the rat guys came back yesterday afternoon and set down rat traps. I'm really sorry for anyone who has a real issue with this, cruelty to animals and all that. And I'm, you know, absolutely not into cruelty to animals. But when you have rats in your flat, you've got to get rid of them because that's just not okay. And I really, I'm not scared of rats as such, but it does make me feel quite uncomfortable to think that I could wake up in the middle of the night and find a rat in my fucking face. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell you that little story and that's what's happening in my life at the moment. So there you go. That's about as exciting as it gets. I've been wanting to do an episode about this week's topic of courage for a while. And I did talk a bit about this on a Tuesday episode a couple of weeks ago, the one where I talk about a year of podcasting. But I wanted to talk about it in a bit more detail because I really think that courage is possibly the most important thing that we need to learn to cultivate if we want to grow, if we want our lives to improve and if we want to change and sort of if we want to sort of become more and really self-actualize. And I love that term self-actualize. And if you don't know what it means, it essentially means, I'm sure you do, but in case you don't, it essentially means to fully realize your potential. Now, this is something that I'm obsessed with, not least because I feel like I've spent most of my life playing small and not reaching my potential. And in recent years, I've made the decision to no longer play small and I'm determined to become the very best version of who I know that I can be. Because in my opinion, there is nothing more fulfilling and gratifying and soul affirming than really feeling as though you're playing all out in your life and that you're really making the most of what you know you're capable of. And I believe that part of the reason there are so many people out there feeling dissatisfied with their lives or feeling as though they're constantly searching for this feeling that we all want I think to a greater or lesser extent, it's because we all have that inherent feeling that we're made for more because we are. But the thing is that unless we're willing to push outside of our comfort zones and do the things that scare us and, you know, feel the fear, but do it anyway, our lives will never change. We will never grow and things will stay exactly the same. 
which of course is absolutely fine if you're satisfied and content with your life right now. But if you have the feeling that there is more and that you want more and that you do want to push yourself more to do some things that you haven't done before, then what you really need, among other things, of course, is courage. Now, there's an amazing quote, which I absolutely love, that says, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. And I couldn't agree more with this. And certainly it's been my experience that to do anything different, to change your life, to move forward sort of into the unknown, but potentially exciting territory, we absolutely have to learn to have courage. Because it is so true that your life does shrink or expand depending on the amount of courage that you're willing to muster. And I can say that for sure because it's something that I've had to harness, not just doing a podcast, but many times before in my life from, you know, traveling alone during my year out between school and university, leaving various jobs that were quote unquote safe and secure because I knew they weren't right for me. Um, Of course, leaving Radio 2 to go and become a freaking detective and then leaving that at the beginning of COVID when, you know, everyone was talking about the lack of jobs and how so many people were losing their jobs and so many people were suddenly out of work. But I just knew that I had to get the hell out and do something different. And I remember the day that I handed my notice in and I felt sick to my stomach when I was making the call. I really did. Um, And that took courage, not only to let my team down, knowing that their lives would be harder because I was leaving them a team member down, but the courage was more because I had absolutely no idea what was on the other side of taking that risk. But I'm so, so glad that I did. Because the thing is, it's always on the other side of courage where I think the real sort of magic of life is found. You know, the exciting opportunities don't come to us while we're doing the same thing that we've been doing for years and years and years. We have to do something new and different, which will always require courage to get us to somewhere different and potentially better. I think it's Einstein who said another brilliant quote, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Now, I think I mentioned this in the episode where I talked about a year of podcasting, but but a good rule of thumb is to have a look at your calendar to see if there's anything on it that scares you. And that could be something seemingly small like you've got to make a phone call that you've been avoiding, or you've got to tackle your tax return and you're scared to face how much money you owe, or you've got to make supper for some friends and you're going to try out something new and you're a bit scared and it would be much easier to make the same old thing. In my case, bolognese, which is the only thing I can actually cook. Or, you know, it could be something much bigger, like handing your notice in at work or ending a relationship that you've been unhappy in or ending a friendship that you're unhappy in or taking the first step in starting that side hustle that you've been thinking about for ages and that you know is way more aligned with who you really are and what you really want to do. But you can't build up the courage to do the thing because you're worried you're not good enough or you're going to fail or you don't have the expertise or you don't know how to do it and it feels overwhelming, etc., etc., etc. But I think the main thing about courage is it's not that people who are courageous are any less fearful. It's just that they do things afraid. They feel the fear, but they do the thing anyway. 
So even if you think of yourself as a person who is quite fearful and doesn't necessarily have courage, that doesn't mean that you can't be courageous because yes, even those people who seem to do brave things, they've just conditioned themselves and they've trained themselves to do the thing anyway, to do it scared. I once heard a mentor of mine say that all it takes is 20 seconds of courage to do the hard thing. Just 20 seconds to post that reel, call that person, organize that meeting. And and if you can just gather yourself for those 20 seconds, before you know it, you've done it and you've got through to the other side. And also courage is like a muscle, so it gets stronger the more we use it. And another thing about courage is that it it actually leads to confidence. It comes before confidence. And me doing this podcast, I always use this example because it's such a good example, but me doing this podcast is a classic example of that. I mean, I started uploading, recording and uploading episodes way before I felt confident about the podcast in in any way, shape or form, you know, way before I felt confident in my ability to produce two weekly episodes that people would actually want to listen to. And it was the courage that came first. I had to practice those moments of courage in order to do the thing I knew I wanted to do, the thing I knew I had to do to get to where I wanted to go. But it's by doing more brave things that actually really helps you to grow your confidence. And so with me in the podcast, as I say, I didn't feel confident that it wasn't going to be a complete load of shit. I didn't feel confident that I'd be able to find guests every week or do a decent interview with those guests. But by making myself do those things, by using a little bit of courage, with that came confidence. And that's the kind of confidence that really counts because you've really done the work, you've really earned it. And then it just builds and builds and builds. So the byproduct of being courageous is that your confidence grows so, so much. And I think that confidence is one of the most important attributes that we can have because it helps us have the guts to do the things that we wouldn't otherwise do. I mean, I did a mini-sode about confidence and I think I said in that that if I could take one thing and put it in a bottle to drink out of every day, it would be confidence. Now, I've been talking about courage in terms of using it to take action, but there's another kind of courage which is equally important and I think this is about having the courage to be authentic, to literally just be yourself. And isn't it ironic, isn't it ironic, don't you think, um, that one of the hardest things for us is to be ourselves, is is bonkers when you think about it. Literally, one of the hardest things for any human being to do is to truly be themselves, which really just doesn't make any sense. But so many of us are walking around the world unable to be who we really are for all kinds of reasons, largely because of fear about what other people will think. And it takes courage to be yourself when so many people around you are expecting you to be this way or that way, or you think you've got to do this, or you've got to do that, or you've got to say this, or you've got to say that, or be a certain way. 
And I think this is one of the hardest things to practice, actually, but so, so important just for our general sense of well-being. I think there are so many of us out there who are suppressing the people that we really, truly are deep down because we're so scared of not being what we think we should be or not saying what we think we should say or not doing what we think we should do. But There's a huge problem with being driven by other people's opinions and desires more than our own in that we end up having this constant feeling that we're not fulfilled and we're not happy and we're not actually living the lives that we really want to live. And because of our worries about what other people think, it does take an awful lot of courage to be able to fully embrace who you really are and live that and own that, you know, totally unapologetically. But the thing is, the freedom that is found on the other side of being able to be truly yourself is totally liberating. And I always think that when you have the courage to be authentically you, apart from anything, The people who are meant to be in your life will stay in your life and other people who are meant to be in your life will appear in your life. And those who don't accept or like the true version of you, those who aren't meant to be in your life, the ones who you've, you know, been working so hard to impress, they will just fade away, leave your life, do their thing. And that's okay. Because When we're trying to be someone that we're not, or we're constantly trying to people please, then the truth is that we're going to end up surrounded by completely the wrong people. I've been in that situation many times where I felt pressure to be a certain way so that I could fit into some group or some mould or some idea of what people expected me to be. But it only leads to you feeling completely sort of lost Because when you do that, you end up surrounded by completely the wrong people. And I cannot tell you how good it feels to find people who totally get you, who totally have your back, who support you and who are on the same page as you. And like I say, I've definitely had many stages of my life where I was trying to fit in with people who really weren't my people. But I guess I was scared to show my real self and I didn't have the courage at that time to just own who I was and not feel like I had to somehow temper my personality or sort of tone myself down. And actually, that's just reminded me of something about my personality. You you may have noticed that I tend to get incredibly over-enthusiastic and over-excited about things. And I've always, always, always been like that. My mum's like that. My sister's like that. I've always been really passionate about things and I've always been the kind of person who really does get genuinely enthusiastic about things, even stupid things like, you know, when I'm eating something delicious or when I'm obsessed with a song and I'm like, oh my God, this song is just so amazing. You've got to, you've got to listen to it. And, you know, I honestly can't help it. It's just the way that I'm wired. But it's to the point where so many times in my life, I've been in a situation where that was kind of laughed at or taken the piss out of or seen as something weird or bad. And I'll give you an example of this, which has stayed with me throughout my entire life. So it was with an ex-boyfriend. I must have been literally like 19 or 20. And we were driving along. He was driving and a song came on the radio. And I seem to remember that it was Take That Back For Good. 
I'm not 100% sure on that, but it was something like that that was in the charts at the time. How old does that make me sound? And anyway, it came on the radio in the car. And I just, in my usual fashion, I was like, oh my God, I love this song so much. And my boyfriend at the time kind of jumped because I obviously sort of suddenly exclaimed. And I remember he got so mad at me and he was like, fucking hell, you scared the crap out of me and I'm driving and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I've never forgotten that because he was so kind of horrible about it that it sort of scarred me. And, you know, there there used to be certain people, him included, who when I was around them, I would sort of suppress my personality because I just didn't think it was acceptable. And that was because at that time I did not have the courage or the confidence to be like, fuck this. This is who I am sorry, not sorry. But if this irritates you, then it's just tough shit. But you know, back then I was obviously too scared and not sure enough of myself to just own who the hell I was. Whereas now I've been able to cultivate the courage to show up as myself, which in turn has grown my confidence. And actually, if I'm being completely honest, I do still tone it down a bit. Um, For example, on Instagram, I still don't think I've shown me being the most of me, if you know what I mean. I I definitely have a little bit of a barrier, which is just, again, the remnants of being scared to be totally myself. And don't get me wrong, I am myself on Instagram, absolutely. But I just haven't allowed myself to 100% let go yet. But I'm working on it. So how can we actually go about cultivating more courage so that getting out of our comfort zone is something that becomes more normal and more everyday? Well, we can do something as simple as just trying something new, like, you know, something silly like a new style of dress or a new dish in a restaurant that we haven't eaten before, just tiny little things to sort of flex that courage muscle. Another thing that I sometimes do is if I'm scared about doing something and I'm struggling to find the courage, I will literally say to myself, what is the worst that can happen? And Instagram is a really good example of this. So I might be about to post something that has a caption to do with spirituality and energy and high vibes. And and I might well think something along the lines of my friends are going to laugh at me. They're going to take the piss out of me and they're going to think I'm crazy. And random people who I don't even know are going to be like, who the fuck is this crazy woman and what is she talking about? But I will literally say to myself, what is the worst that can happen? Uh, Well, someone will think I'm a dick. And then I'll be like, and if someone thinks you're a dick, then what? And so I'll be like, well, then I'll feel like a dick. And then I'll be like, okay, so you might feel like a dick for five minutes. So what? And I sort of challenge, um, challenge myself to really think about what does it mean if the worst happens? What is the worst that can happen? And it's never really that important. Um, And most of the time, absolutely, it's nothing of any consequence whatsoever. And that right there will kind of give me the courage I need to just post the damn thing or do whatever it is that I'm slightly scared about doing. And what happens is it then makes it easier the next time because you've done it once, twice, three times. And there comes the confidence that is a result of the courage. 
Another good tactic to find some courage is when you focus on it in terms of other people. So for example, when I upload a mini so that I don't think is necessarily very good, when I doubt something like that, then I'll think to myself, if this episode helps just one person feel better today, then it's totally worth it. And when you place the focus on someone other than yourself, that can really help. Another thing, and this is a big one, try and focus on the positives about what you're about to do, rather than immediately doing that very human thing that we all do of going straight to the worst case scenario. Like, you know, instead say, what if it worked out? What if it went well? Wouldn't it be so cool if I did this thing and it resulted in this other thing that I really want? Wouldn't that be amazing? You know, try and steer your brain away from imminent disaster to the possibility of a positive outcome. And sometimes just a reminder that we all have the power to do that can help. So yes, I just think that we should all be a bit more mindful about perhaps trying to be a little bit more courageous in our daily lives. So that can then help us be more courageous when it comes to the things, you know, the bigger things that really, truly matter. Anyway, I think that's all I've got for now. Hopefully there was something in there that has helped you or given you some food for thought. But before I hop off, just a reminder of the quote that I started with, which says, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. I really think that that is a quote worth bearing in mind. Have a fabulous weekend and remember that not only are you awesome, you also don't have rats in your actual flat. See you Tuesday. Bye.